First thing I'm going to say is that we're live-ish on the podcast, Mark My Podcast, episode two. Of Manic Monday? Well, episode, well, this is episode two, Manic Monday number one. Okay. Because we had an opener, we had a teaser, we got, we're all over the place. Correct. But this is the first Manic Monday. Um, we just recorded some stuff, but I used too many names and details, so we're starting over from <laughs> yes. scratch. Yes. Right off the bat. Yeah. So. Um, because there are some characters in Mark My Podcast. They're, they're real-life people. Correct. But they're characters on my podcast. Okay. For now. Until they're actual guests. Um, maybe not Dr. Pimple Popper. No, she's no. a lady on television. Uh, but well, we would have... Uh, well, who she represents. Who does she represent? Dr. D. Oh, okay. So that would be the role of Dr. D. Yeah, the role of Dr. D. So... I've I'm not but a you're Dr. P. Pimple popper. I'm a mania master. <laughs> the mania master mo- <laughs> on Monday. That's right. We, we're called This is Manic Monday because. Because this is Mark, my podcast, and I'm Mark, and I'm manic bipolar. Yes, you have your manic moments. Yes. This manic moment, isn't that a song? I think it is. I've never heard that one. So different and so new. Because it's always different. Yeah. With mania. Yeah. It's true. It is always different. So it's Manic Monday. Yeah, it is Manic Monday, and we're here. So I do want to talk about my friend, Pat. All right? So, because I, I already talked about my friend, Pat. Yes. In the pilot. Yes. And so people already know who he is. Yeah, you used his name. I did use his name. That's a, that's a rule. We don't use names. So his name is Patrick Pepperpot. Patrick Pepperpot. Yes. Whatever you said before was nonsense. I'll, I'll get rid of it. Yes. Okay. So we got this, um, we got this Patrick Pepperpot. Um, long story short, he served a lot of tours in Iraq and Afghanistan and came back to the States with some combat veteran PTSD of the okay. highest level. So he was in, from and from Vietnam. No, 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 from oh. Iraq and Afghanistan. Iraq, okay. Yeah, so he's he's in his forties. He's like mid forties now. All right. Uh, but he served, um, yeah, in whatever those wars were called. The, the, the was what was it? The War on Terror. Desert Storm was in the nineties, I believe. And then there was yeah, I suppose it was Desert Terror. Yeah. Yeah. Terror. War on Terror. Terror. Because it never ends. No. Terror. No, it never does. The war on terror. <laughs> yes. I don't do good but how many, how many times was he over there? At least three. And, you know, he he did and saw things that people shouldn't have to. Fair to say that he saw people shot. Oh, yeah. Saw people maimed. Yeah. Like, 
arm blown off or something. Oh, yeah. It's all people killed. Yep. Did he kill somebody? Of course. A lot of them, I think, from the sounds of it. Okay. Yep, he's a trained killer. Okay, so... And it was okay when he killed all those Middle Eastern people. It was fine. I don't think he was having to defend himself a fraction of the amount that he has to right now. uh, Because he happened to uh, be responsible for an American losing his life. So when we talk about what lives matter, uh, red, white, and blue lives matter to us. I hear you. You know? That's just, that's just, brown lives overseas matter less, in my opinion, to our government. Can't argue with that. Yeah. But how'd he end up in... He shot a man when he felt fear for his life. He had already beaten this dude up in a bar fight, and he was walking out to his car, and the guy started pursuing him again. The guy was armed, uh, so Patrick pulled out his pistol and took one shot at his head. And that was it for that dude. Okay. And now he's been at Summit for almost five years. Uh, NGRI. NGRI. Not guilty by reason of insanity. Based on PTSD. Based on PTSD from two out of three doctors. Okay. The one not... Going in his favor was Dr. Pimple Popper. That's a woman. Dr. D, yeah. Okay. But Dr. D is no longer Dr. D. Well, Dr. D is no longer in the position she was in. So she she's not involved in this particular case anymore. I would have to imagine that that's the truth, right? I believe the so. The court psychologist has to be assigned by the, like, has to be an employee of the court. And if Correct. she's no longer there, then it's going to have to be someone new. Correct. And they'll have to do a brand new evaluation. Maybe that's the way that Hamilton County is going to fuck him again. Is they're going to bring in a new doctor, a new court doctor? Because they know damn well that report wouldn't have gone well. Oh, I said it. Dr. D, I'll get rid of it. I'll edit it. All right. It'll be gone. I probably I, I won't use any of this anyway. I don't quite understand why the same person would do the same would continually do evaluations on that person. I, I don't mm-hmm. know why somebody else, or whether I different opinions. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure they have more than one person that could do an evaluation within the core clinic. Yep. But it's always been Dr. D for some reason. And I just think it's crazy because the way the law reads... If you're found not guilty by reason of insanity, they have to allow you to be in the least restrictive environment based on what your mental health status is. That's and right. there's no medical experts, I don't think, that could look at Patrick and say that he's suffering from any mental illness at the moment. He's not on any medication. He's doing nothing but therapy all the time. He hasn't shown any aggression. He hasn't gotten any fights. He's not delusional. He's not even really combat like like even verbally combative. Um it's just a really sad situation. And and the craziest thing about it to me is that when I was at Summit and I met him, 
and he was about two months away from being lit out of the hospital. And there was a, a social worker at Summit, and I won't say his name, um, but he was walked out of Summit for basically diddling one of the patients. All right, but this same social worker was the one that got my friend Patrick in trouble for he was driving his car during one of his passes. Uh, and Yeah, Patrick was. His own car. Patrick was driving his own car to the BMV to get plates, something that he had told another doctor um, that he was going to do that. And there was no rule against it. And he did it, and then somehow got him in trouble for it. And they took away his level five. They knocked him down to a level four for driving his car one time. And he's been sitting at a, as a level four for two years since then. How many levels are there? Five. How so many, the first how many one, years has he been there? five. Okay. But he, but he, he was a level five two and a half years ago. He had already worked his way up, and he was he was on the point where he was spending Friday morning to Sunday night out on weekend passes, and he was ready to be completely released from the hospital. And then, Doctor D and this other social worker diddler, um really gave it to him one more time and he hasn't really recovered from it and when you say dr d did another evaluation that was negative dr d's evaluation wasn't even negative it just says i don't think patrick is mentally ill he's not on medication he doesn't need to be at the hospital but it always says however if you want to be an asshole to him and keep him longer this is what i recommend his regimen be and it's like, and it's like this class, this class, this class, this class, go to this only therapeutic, this, none of that. It's the worst. She writes out the worst game plan possible for him. And saying that he must complete it before he can move to another level. To another level. Can be released. Yep. But he's not mentally ill and he's not on medication. He's not symptomatic. It's backwards. So you're pointing out it's the, there's no consistency. Mm-hmm. It seems to me to be a backwards case. Now, I know that you know I know this lady. Yes. Um, long ago, I was trying to get myself back in shape to run. I ran, I ran, the, I ran the New York Marathon. Almost, oh, wow. Yeah, almost won it. <laughs> Thirty thousand seven hundred seventy second place, but I think with a break here or there. Wait, what? I could have. In what, your age group? The Hornets. Are you lying to me? The, about, the part about I think I could have won it, that is an absolute lie. Yes. Okay. Yes, I thought it would be humorous, though, because I was in, truly in like 37, 7, 32, something. I was in the 30,000s. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, but... Part of the time, uh, there was time when I ran with her. And she she was she's much younger than me, and she would slow down so I could catch up. She was very nice. She's extremely funny, but I know she has she's very conservative um, with her reports. I mean, what her job is to protect the community. So I hear you that this guy is no risk, but he did kill somebody. He killed tons of people. Well, we're talking by order. Yes, the one guy. Yeah, but 
He, you're saying he did kill someone. Well, he served our country, though. True. So whatever we, whatever trash we bring back from our wars, we got to try to like build it back up. Well, true. All the baggage, true. all of that. That's on us. True. Yeah. It's on him too. But he already he went there and he risked his life for us. He did. And that's enough. So the fact that he made it out of it and helped us and came back and really was like, oh my god, like I'm just trying to process everything that I just went through, that, and then that it, is it, all true. But then you're the one person who has to make the decision: do we let him go or not let him go? And if you're the one person, if he were to harm anybody that's come that's on you at least that's the way dis, the decision makers yeah think. yeah that's exactly how it works in our court system where nobody wants to put their name on the thing that if if it if there's any risk to the community nobody wants to put their name on it correct it's really sad it is and i think that i sat at summit way too long Yes. For the exact same reason, that nobody wanted to sign their name on me because they knew I was this narcissistic asshole that could go F shit up again. No, but that really wasn't who I was anymore. They just see the reports, and then they come to those... Just to be clear, what you did is... You believed that you were being followed, and you weren't. And you came up with the idea that you were going to go into your apartment building, would go down to the basement and light a fire so the fire department would come, and then you could let them know that people were following Watching. you. Yep, it was a flawed plan. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but my point is, and you lit a fire that they put out with a cup of water, didn't they? Bucket, yeah. A bucket of water. Yep. There, there, was, there wasn't much of a fire. No, there wasn't. And the potential wasn't there for it to be much of a fire. No. Nope. Right. So you didn't shoot anybody. That's true. But... It's a sad position. It's just sad all the way around. Yep. For that person. Um, and then the... The victim's family, too. Yeah. Yeah, they have to be acknowledged. And I suppose it's the judge who decides, right, you can go home or stay there. But, man, that's a heavy, heavy decision. I wouldn't want to be a judge. Yeah. But you're right. He's done everything he's supposed to do. Uh, hasn't shown an ounce of... Uh, from listening to you, violence, aggression, nothing. Uh, he he and I would this, just play ping pong every years. day. But what, he did a defense of uh, self-defense that, that didn't work. Self-defense apparently is really hard to prove in Ohio. That if you run, if you, if you go with self-defense, it's really tough. That's just what they say. I didn't know that. Yep. So it will honestly what it was was the like Patrick's lawyer came to him and said, Hey, this lawyer or this judge has a soft spot for veterans and there's this route we can go where you basically say you were insane and you didn't know what you were doing and you'll spend a couple years, like two, three max at a mental hospital and then you'll be good to go. That's what they told him. And now we're five years in and no end in sight. That is really frustrating. That's a plea bargain. You know, you 
accept the deal, but the deal doesn't work out. Yeah. You're stuck with it. Right. It's a tough one. Yeah. You talk to Patrick? All the time. Like, he calls you Two, three problem. times a week, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we just call each other. How's he doing? He's doing all right. He's hanging in there. I'm trying to get him to come on the pod. But he, but he said his lawyer won't let him. <laughs> I was like, fine, Patrick, I'll just talk about you all day, like, without you. He's like, all right, do that. I don't care. <laughs> Is he a Cincinnati guy? Yeah. Yeah, but he's been, he's tra- he was in the military for a really long time, even before he did his tours. He traveled a lot with the uh, military, career, too. Career military? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 20 years? I don't I don't know if it was that many. Okay. Yeah. That's but I just know like he was all over the world for the army. That he wasn't just like a couple here and there, like he was traveling all over. And he was good at what he did. It's a shame. Yep. Was the other guy drunk? Yeah. Was Patrick drunk? They were both drinking. But basically Patrick had just beat the hell out of this guy. And the guy had a gun and started like coming after him after he went back to his car did Patrick have a gun on him no he had, his, he had it in underneath he had it underneath the yeah terrible terrible for everybody it's sad it's a real bummer episode it is what do you th- are we still going <laughs> we're still going but I knew you long ago when you were a kid you played sport. You went to school and played sports with my kid. And uh, I coached. Did I coach you. I coached you with basketball with Burley. Burley. I was the assistant coach. Yeah. yeah. Although Burley had no clue what he was doing. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> number one. Number one. Burley, the defense already knows when you yell one. Those kids, the kids on the other team, <laughs> know what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. We had that at St. Vivian. We had something called Home Run J, and yeah. it was basically like we had four dudes. They or we had three guys. They would just all set a pick for J. J would just do like a triple pick and try to get open. Oh, well, that was one of the. Things. It was called Home Run J. Yeah. Okay. So, but every time we would just Home Run J, everyone would just like, every like their entire team would just go guard J and then just <laughs> go off all the picks, and then no matter where J ended up, we had to throw it to him. Right. Home run, Jamie. I knew you off and on. You left grade school. You went to a different grade school. Our grade school, you left. Went to a different one. Mm -hmm. Went to St. X. That's where my kid was. You went to UC. And then you got a job. And I hadn't heard from you in a long time. I won't say until you called. I guess you called me about you were out at summer. Yeah, we had we had talked a couple years before that because my brother had gone through some stuff. Went through some stuff, and you helped me with that, and then it became, uh, I needed your help. Yes. And you were out there for how long? 13 months I spent at Summit Behavioral. Yep. On Unit J, the honors unit, because I was, you know, I was an honors. I was an, I was an honor patient. <laughs> you <laughs> In the honors class yeah. at the psychiatric The advanced. The psychiatric unit. <laughs> the advanced meditation class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's super. Yeah, they let us take uh, psychedelics in that one. 
They said, okay, we're, we trust you enough to open up your mind more now. There you go. Um, but yeah, I did. I spent 13 months at Summit. And the big reason why I am where I am now, uh, meaning not there and here and having the life that I have, is because you um, kind of took me under your wing and, and helped me develop through and like heal through this. And then you eventually wrote a letter to my judge, which I really appreciate, and I think went a long way. And you still owe me like seven thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, you don't. Yeah. It was all free. But um, you were in there for thirteen months for one episode of starting a tiny fire. The reason you did it is because you thought people were following you. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, I think the police chief was doing everything he could do to get you to tell me that story. To get yeah. You to... Yeah. So the the fire chief comes up to me and he says, "Okay, what what happened?" And I said, well, "What do you mean? What happened?" He's like, "Okay." <laughs> He's like, "Why did you start this fire? Like, were you doing a science experiment or something?" And I was like, "Yeah, duh, obviously." And he's like, no, look, like, seriously, what were you doing? Like, were you so doing he, a science? Just tell me, like, were you doing a science? Yeah, he was trying to get me to say anything that would allow him to not arrest me. Right. And I said, you know what? You're never going to understand this because I'm pretty much God and who are you? So, you know, get out of my face <laughs> or whatever I said. Excellent. <laughs> the police chief's trying to help you out. You'll never understand this. You'll never understand. Don't yeah. bother to ask me dumbass question <laughs> why I did it. Oh my, oh my God. You know exactly. Well, you'll never. Yeah. Kid, you, you cannot comprehend the mind of Mark. Yeah. So he politely arrested me and um, took me down to jail where I spent some time in the hole, which we had already talked about a little bit. But I spent again. I spent three days in solitary confinement, um, where basically you have a velcro strap around your body, and you have like basically nowhere to get comfortable in this white concrete box. They call a jail cell. Is that thing that like a big padded thing on the front of you and a yep. big padded thing on the back of yep. you, and it all clips together? Yep. You have no other clothing on. Correct. Totally naked. Butt-ass naked in that Velcro thing. And there's a little elevation on the floor where you can technically have a bed. But it's not a bed. It's just a platform. And you have a little sink-toilet combo. Uh, You're really rotten in your filth. Wow. Yeah, it's no fun. No. I don't know why they treat people that way, ever. The hole shouldn't exist. There has to be a more comfortable way to make someone confined solitarily. You would think. Yeah, it's like almost like you're doing it because they're bitter. Uh, People do uh, burn out on jobs sometimes, particularly when you're dealing with um, folks who can be belligerent, Mm -hmm. like folks who have been arrested can be belligerent. Okay. Yeah. But there should be a way to solve that problem, but it would cost money and time and effort. Yeah. And we don't have time for any of that. No, because what we're talking about is your manic moment mm. and why that happened. 
So I'm of a belief that uh, it's a biochemical thing. You were born with um, some kind of chemical imbalance. And every, if you're not careful, every now and then you drift into manic moments. And definitely to avoid that, I need to be taking my medication, yes, which I currently am. Great. I need to sleep well, which yeah. I am. Yep. I need to have structure and things to do. Correct. Um, and purpose, yes. I think, is another good one. Yes. Is there any that we missed? Uh, structure can cover a lot of things. My eating needs to be good. Eating specifically and exercising, like diet, yeah. I would say would be a good fifth. You just need to keep yourself healthy. Yeah. I've been walking like crazy. Good. I spent all day yesterday moving and burning wood out in Eastgate. Really? Yeah, for a buddy of mine. We that just could be fun. It was a lot of fun. It was like fire. five hours out in the sun, just literally, just throwing all these branches into this huge fire. Because they they own like twenty five acres out okay. in Eastgate, and they needed to burn down some trees, but couldn't do it a certain way. So we basically had to just chainsaw and then burn it, and then burn it with diesel fuel. Yeah, it was all crazy. Right. It was fun. That's what I did yesterday. Okay. Um, but you were with people. Well, that's it. Socialization. You got to be with people um, who are healthy to be with. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I'm pretty good at that. Yeah, you are. I have some bum friends. Shout out to. Uh... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what name I'd plug in there. Sam. Relative to me, no, God, no. Sam's a baller compared to me. Um. Where are we time-wise? We're probably right at... um, Let's see.